Welcome to the podcast. Today is June 5th, 2020. And today we're going to talk about Trump and social media regulation because Trump is calling for social media regulation. Now, as you might have heard, Trump has put forth this executive order on preventing online censorship. And it's basically seeking to empower federal regulators to strip social media companies' authority to moderate speech. So really simply put, it will enable regulators to stop big tech from stifling speech. Now, in this order, Trump says, free speech is the bedrock of American democracy. The freedom to express and debate ideas is the foundation for all of our rights as a free people. Now, if anybody but Trump said this, well, then most rational people would probably agree with him. I'm sure that if Obama said that, people would certainly have agreed, because it's pretty commonsensical, actually. Now, furthermore, this order says, in a country that has long cherished the freedom of expression, we cannot allow a limited number of online platforms to handpick the speech that Americans may access and convey on the internet. And again, if you ask me, that is pretty reasonable. I mean, people who are for, let's say, you know, net neutrality, they would probably not have a big problem agreeing with this. You know, because corporations should not be able to selectively throttle the transfer of data across the internet. But for some strange reason, a lot of mostly left-leaning people don't agree with Trump on this one. And I think it's just out of sheer principle not to agree with Trump on anything. Now, this order also says, and I quote here, when large and powerful social media companies censor opinions with which they disagree, they exercise a dangerous power. Again, that is not an outlandish remark to make. So what's the media doing to try and refute this, to try and go against this order? Well, what the press has done here is to emphasize that Trump doesn't cite any examples of censorship. You know, Trump talks about big tech censoring opinions with which they disagree, but he doesn't cite any examples, they say. And the media, they're also suggesting that there is no problem at hand here. There is no censorship. There is no issue at hand. But that's not true, actually. In fact, just looking at this order itself, Trump does cite quite a few examples of big tech censoring information. In fact, he cites some pretty horrendous examples of big tech censoring information. For example, Trump mentions that Google created a search engine for the Chinese Communist Party. You know, that was known as Project Dragonfly. Now, what this Project Dragonfly, this search engine would have done was to blacklist certain searches, such as searches for human rights. It would also have tracked users who were determined appropriate for further surveillance. You know, so not to get off on a big tangent here, but let's take a step back here. Google were planning to build a search engine to help the Chinese hide their human rights abuse. But people have already kind of forgotten about this. I mean, if it ever caught their attention in the first place. In any event, nobody, I think, well, but me, is actually going to read this executive order. They are probably going to just skim through yet another BuzzFeed headline, and they're going to conclude that, well, they disagree with Trump, whatever he's doing. And I'm sure this executive order is just another dumb thing that Trump is taking on. You know, orange man bad, 
preventing censorship, bad, and so forth. Anyway, it doesn't end there, though. In this order, Trump also says, Today, many Americans follow the news, they stay in touch with friends and family, and they share their views on current events through social media and other online platforms. As a result, these platforms function in many ways as a 21st century equivalent of the public square. Bingo, there you have it. Now, since the 2010s, roughly, with, you know, the increased concentration in the media space, the increased monopolization, the unrestrained acquisitions within big tech and so forth, the very few players that now control the market are indeed the public square. And this is something that I've spoken about in the past on this very podcast. But worse yet, all these big players, they all have a vested interest in maintaining the status quo. And they are, for the most part, aligned in their stance on free speech. And all of these players, the big tech players, they all want to be thought of as platforms. Now, why is that? Well, it is so they don't need to take responsibility for the content that is actually published on their platforms, so-called. Now, meanwhile, they want to enjoy all the freedoms of a publisher so that they can make editorial decisions and so that they can redact content that they don't like. But you see, you can't have it both ways. And that's exactly what this piece called the Communications Decency Act from 1996 is getting at. You probably have heard this mentioned quite a bit recently, this thing called Section 230C. Now, this executive order that Trump is putting forth, on the other hand, it is essentially geared towards enabling federal agencies to enforce this 230C. Now, what the big tech players have done here, they've all gone down the road of acting like a publisher, and they've started intervening in the words spoken on the platform. And now that they've gone down this road, well, they should be held accountable for the words spoken on the platform, even if it is from individual users. So if they host, you know, ISIS recruitment videos, if they host child pornography, well, then they should face the full punishment for doing so. And it really is that simple. It's a little bit like tampering with a piece of consumer electronics. You know the way it says on the box that, you know, if you pry it open and tamper with it, well, then the warranty is considered void and any damages that occur are on you and it's your fault. It's really the same thing when it comes to publishers versus platforms. Now, for a little bit of history on free speech and online content moderation, this Communications Decency Act that I spoke of earlier, what it does is it gives websites broad legal immunity in the sense that it states that online platforms can't be sued for something that's posted by a user. Now, on the flip side, it's also supposed to make sure that companies, you know, in return for that protection, also behave responsibly in terms of policing their platforms. So in real simple terms, it means people on a website like Facebook get to speak their mind and Facebook as a company is not liable in the event that somebody goes and shoots their mouth off and blurts out a whole bunch of hate speech. Facebook is not liable for that. However, as soon as Facebook starts intervening in the speech, i.e. censoring what they deem to be hate speech, well then they are no longer a platform. And therefore, they are responsible for what is said on the platform. Now, here's what seems to annoy Trump the most. He says, 
Twitter now selectively decides to place a warning label on certain tweets in a manner that clearly reflects political bias. Now, Trump even makes the point that Representative Adam Schiff was continuing to mislead his followers by peddling this long-disproven Russian collusion hoax, and that Twitter didn't flag those tweets. He also quite rightly points out that Twitter's officer in charge of so-called site integrity has himself flaunted his political bias in his own tweets. Again, these are another couple of good examples of interference and bias. And they are examples of why we need to do a better job at upholding Section 230C. Now, Trump also makes a very direct point in saying that if an online platform restricts access to some content posted by others, it would thereby become a publisher of all the content that's posted on the site for purposes such as defamation. Now, if this were to happen, if Twitter were to be held liable for things like defamation, even if it is on the part of users... That would be a crippling development for Twitter. It would be crippling for any social network or platform. Now, what this order does is it instructs all executive departments and agencies to ensure that the application of Section 230C is enforced properly. So Trump will submit all these complaints that he's collected to the Department of Justice and to the FTC, and he will ask them to review them and he wants the FTC to consider actually taking action where necessary. And he wants them to make everything publicly available, which is a good thing, if you ask me. Now, he also wants the Attorney General to establish a working group to look into how to potentially prohibit online platforms for engaging in unfair and deceptive practices. Well, good, much needed. So, more emphasis on enforcing Section 230 properly, more visibility on the issues. I don't have a problem with any of that. I don't really see why anybody does. You might love Trump, you might hate Trump, but if it makes sense, it makes sense. I mean, here's the thing. You would not let your phone company interfere with your communication either, whether it's a private company or not. It doesn't make any difference. Or let's say you had an advertising business. Now, imagine if you told your clients, uh, well, unfortunately... We can't let you say that. We can't let you say that in advertising. Or imagine if the protesters out there right now wanted signs made and the business told them they needed to add disclaimers to their signs. I mean, nobody needs to varnish or polish or caveat or tailor your messages for you in any way. And if you go out there and spout your hate speech, well, that's on you and there's already a law for that. Now, what Trump is seeking to do here is to enable communication, not stifle it. But what the social media companies are trying to do, well-meaning or not, is to steer the communication in a direction that they deem sensible. Now, this, if anything, would help you clean up the whole big tech mess that we're in right now. And I think it's actually a step in the right direction. What do you think? Do you think that the big tech is doing nothing wrong? Do you think that they should have the right to redact and censor and label tweets and posts and comments as they wish and still be deemed platforms? Let me know what you think. You can email me on podcast at nyman.media. Thanks for listening.